0: it's a special edition of the RU Review. I'm Steve Tichner. And on the line, I have the usual backfield, Matt Laughlin and John McLeavy. And just like that, Rutgers is in a bowl. And it's not in the Bronx or Detroit or North Carolina, but warm and balmy, 80-degree Jacksonville, Florida. So here's how it went down. Now, guys, as you know, Omicron is uh, raging across the country. I think I pronounced it right. Who knows? And uh, Texas A&M uh, was supposed to play Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl, and they had just had a bunch of players infected. Unfortunately, they had to drop out. And Rutgers, sitting there at five and seven, apparently had the best APR, which was the academic pro- uh, academic uh, progress, and it was the highest of, of uh, all the five and seven teams. So they got the first invite. But this is the thing: you know, the, you, I, on the twenty second. Uh, on, on the banks, um, Aaron Brightman wrote that they had to turn it down. There was no way they could do it. And then, uh, sure enough, in about face the next day, there was word that Illinois would have taken the bid. Belima was sitting by the phone. That whole thing came out. And then, sure enough, what would maybe pressure from the Big Ten or what have you, it's a big paycheck. And Rutgers ended up taking the bid. And here we go, guys. Just like that, they're in the Gator Bowl. Uh, versus Wake Forest and, uh, you know, considerable underdog at, uh, you know, some two touchdowns. But how about uh, that turn of events, huh, Matt?
1: Well, incredible, right? Now, you knew it was possible simply because you started to see NHL games canceled, et cetera. But to think that Rutgers would land on a New Year's Eve bowl was really not on anyone's radar uh except as a long shot now interestingly enough you know there's the uh Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl that has lost one team, but gained another team from another bowl because uh, Central Michigan's opponent in the Arizona Bowl had COVID. Yeah. So they put those two teams together. They lost one bowl game, saved another. Kind of crazy. And, and Rutgers is probably lucky that there wasn't some sort of a setup like that where they took another team because you've seen the pinstripe but the Fenway Bowl has been canceled mm-hmm. and on and on military yeah. ball. So yeah. um, Rutgers lucks out a little bit. And in the history of football, John, it's the first time that a team was awarded a bid, not because of what it did on the field, but what it's done in the in classroom. classroom
2: yes. That's amazing. And as an alum, see, that should make you the most proud is that, uh, you know, I love, especially come NCAA tournament time when, they, uh, when the games are over and the, and the players are up at the podium, the, the person from the NCAA will say, Okay. Now let's open the questions for the student athletes, which I always get such a kick out of, but you're right. These are the the student athlete portion of the football season is what has propelled them into a new year's, new year's Eve bowl, which is hilarious to think that, that Rutgers is playing in a new year's Eve bowl. Um, and you know, playing against a pretty good Wake Forest team at that, um, you know, a 17th rank demon Deacons. It's, uh, it's an opportunity that they, that they couldn't refuse. I mean, I saw it in some places where they said they shouldn't take the bid. They don't deserve the bid. And, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, what, what coach in, or program is going to want to, you know, say no to it, to a chance like that. The only problem is they've only had, you know, a couple days to get guys on the football field. People are flying home. I'm reading where uh, Noah Bedros flying home from Nebraska, they get him out on the field and, you know they're going to be playing 80 degree weather all of a sudden and it's you know they they they're going to be up against it to begin with this could get ugly early because they're just not prepared but i i admire them and and i'm happy that they're getting the chance to 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 take the shot
0: yeah and you know give credits to rockers uh you know they they stressing academics uh we always go nuts on what's going on on the field. We never, obviously we never talk about that end of it. And also Chris Ash had stressed it very much too. Uh, didn't have much success on the field, uh, but look, I mean, to be the highest rated of the group, uh, that's, there's something to be said for that. And, and they're being rewarded for that, which is, uh, which is a, which is a good story. Now, as you said, John, are they ready to play a pretty darn good team in, in wake forest? One of the best teams, they went to the ACC championship game, lost to pit, but, uh, you know, very good team with a, with a very good offense and a very good quarterback, a lot of good receivers, you know, a bunch of running backs. I mean, they, they are, they have a very good offense. Now here's the thing. They don't have a good defense almost sets up like the Maryland game. So the problem is, is Rutgers play, facing a bad defense doesn't necessarily mean they're going to put a bunch of points up. And that's the problem here. And that's why they're a big underdog in this mat at, at two touchdowns. It's again, um, under uh, unusual circumstances here, because I think, you know, Noah Vedrill can put a good game together. Uh, just wondering which uh, which guy you're going to get. I mean, he's still, you know, he's still got the same arm. He's still, uh, you know, but he can, you, you know, can move his feet a bit. And, uh, you know, in the warm weather, who knows what they can do against Wake Forest defense. They, they figu- have to figure out a way to score points or this thing's not even going to be close.
1: They have no chance. Let's be honest. They have no chance, other than you play the game for a reason. But the fact of the matter is, as John detailed, late, uh, limited practice. They get together Christmas Day. They have a meeting on Sunday, and they get on the field on Monday to fly down to Jacksonville when the day before, uh, they, they have no chance. They're, we don't know if they're going to be playing without any of their seniors who have uh, used up their eligibility and or declared for the draft. She played that kind of coy. Uh, they have no chance. It, it just, I mean, they're not, they're really not a good team and they're playing a good team. Now, you play the game for a reason. I may be eating crow at some point. But I don't think they have any chance at all to win this game. But they have five and a half million reasons to take it. That's a big paycheck that they're getting. And don't think that did play into it. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not really being cynical. That's life. Rutgers has put a lot of money into its athletic program, losing a lot of money in its athletic program since moving to the Big Ten. And suddenly they have a chance to add $5 million to the coffers. So I think that certainly played a role mm-hmm. in it after some thought mm-hmm. and and it is it's something they're gonna say, hey, we went to a bowl game. No, no one's gonna remember in five years if Shiano gets them to a bowl game next year and the year after. He's gonna say we've been in three straight bowls, and no one's gonna say, oh yeah, but you got there under extenuating circumstances. It's gonna be three straight bowls. They have the second longest bowlless streak in the country that comes to an end. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they took it. I just don't think they really have any chance at all. I, I just. I, What are they going to hang their hat on? They can't stop teams. And this is a high powered offense, although not a big 10 team. It's an ACC team, still a power five conference. Yes, they give up a lot of points, but Rutgers can't move the ball. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just doubtful that it's much of a game, but you've got kids, young kids playing a game, excited about it. Hey, turn over here, turn over there. And things can turn around. Wake Forest could tighten up a bit and, you know, Rutgers could spring an improbable upset, I just don't see it. Johnny, what are your uh, thoughts?
2: I, you know, I tend to agree with Matt. I mean, listen, we, we love covering the team. It's the local team. It's your team, your alma mater. And they, they did some good things this year. They, they also, um, you know, did some not so great things this year. And, and so um, I just think you know as a coach not being around my players for almost a month and then you know picking up where you know you got to gear it up from you know zero to 60 in four days I don't know as to whether the, the, the players will be prepared i mean after a long football season you know who's i'm sure the guys have taken time off from their training uh they're get maybe getting a little soft they just around the holidays, they were eating for two and three different people, some of these big guys. And so I think to, to, to get it, to gear it all up and strap it together is asking, is asking a lot. I think it would have been asking a lot for them to play um, Wake Forest, even right at the end of their season. So I think that this is just setting them up for a, uh, for what could be a beat down. But listen, you're playing in Florida it gives you a chance to show up your brand down in a fertile recruiting area where yep. they've made, you know, really good strides. And Shiano has, has done a lot of good work down there. So you're going to, you're going to have your chopping, uh, chop, chop down there in Florida. I'm sure they're going to use it use this as a business trip, almost, uh, more so than a game. And, um, it gives some other guys a chance to do some things. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of Gavin Wimsat, who knows, Maybe they give them time to put some of the stuff in that they were gearing up to use him. Um, and so, to me, this is the ultimate mulligan. I mean, this is yeah. the the ultimate. Y- here you go. You got a blank slate. Do what you will. Just don't get completely embarrassed on national TV. Yeah.
0: Although I'll argue that a a total beat is not going to be a good look. So you, you want to hang in here and here's the thing. And even in uh, Shiano's Greg Shiano's uh, press conference, he was vague. I mean, he didn't know who was going to be able to play. Uh, we know now, I mean, Noah Vedral has spoken out, so he he'll be down there he'll play. Uh, you know, are the, are the guys that cl- declare for the draft? Are they going to be anywhere near the field? And nobody knows, you know, and that's kind of the whole college football has always been that way. I know it's all last minute, but you just don't get regular reports about it. It's just, I guess we're going to see who, who makes it on the field, you know, uh, come uh, uh, Friday
1: because yeah, well, Ju- Julius Turner said he's looking forward to playing. So he's, Indicated that he'll go. I, we just don't know whether Paul Melton well, will Melton, Isaiah
0: Pacheco. How about on the uh, defensive end? Will Fadakasi make it down? Tyshawn Fogg. I mean, all these yeah. guys that declare for the draft, they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to give uh, special permission, but who, who knows what's happening there? And that's a big part of this. I mean, if they can get some of those players on the field, maybe they do have a chance. But, you know, if they don't get any of those guys, boy, it's, um, you know, as you said, Matt, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be quite a challenge. I mean, remember now that, you know, they're, they're, I got to tell you about the ACC guys. Now um, I follow Pitt because I'm paying a nice, you know, writing a nice check to Pitt. I got two kids there. Um, You know, Kenny Pitt's Pickett's a nice quarterback. Uh, They play no defense. No defense. I mean, Pitt had a nice season, but listen, they lost to Western Michigan. And then when I went down there for the weekend, for the parents weekend, they played Miami and Miami trashed them. I mean, they, you know, they, they played no defense. Miami beat them in that game. Uh, Pitt was playing a uh, um, catch up the whole time. Now Pitt took care of uh, Wake Forest uh, again, because they, you know, they've got a very good offense. Again, that's it. But, but the defensive end of things is a whole different uh, story. And I, again, though, I mean, what are you going to have? Can the defense, if they get some of these guys to play Fadakasi and fog and such, can they slow them down a little bit? And then can see, I, I agree with you, Matt, it's going to be very difficult. And that's why you're seeing that two touchdown. The only thing is it's a bit of a surprise. They were, they were uh, wake forest was, was uh, getting ready for preparing for Texas a and M and then boom, now you got Rutgers, but still, so they have to shift gears. But still, they're down there. They've been practicing all along, and this is just a long shot. And I think that's what you know. Steve Edelson had. Steve Edelson's been on the show, and uh, he, he wrote an article saying that it was a bad move uh, for Rutgers. But, I mean, listen, with all that money involved, as you said, Matt, I mean, how do you turn that down? You got to figure that out in some way. And in this in this climate of college football today, where money is so important.
1: Well, yeah, and they're running at a deficit. So that's a nice deposit on the plus side. So that's a big part of it. And, you know, I I think while I may sound too harsh by saying they have no chance, I I don't think they do. But there are other factors, too. You know, John alluded, get down to Florida, show the brand off a little bit more. That's all good. Get down uh, to the recruiting end. And even though that's not the reason why kids are choosing schools generally, I I don't want to say everybody who goes to college does so solely for the opportunity to, to go to the next level, so to speak. I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, Rutgers, though, can say, hey, it's another feather in our cap. We were able to go there because, look, we graduate players. We're going to be better on the field soon. I'm here committed. Greg Shiano, I'm committed. My staff is committed. We are going to be better athletically soon. But you know what, son? and mom and dad or guardian or whomever, when your child comes to our school, we're going to make sure they graduate. We're going to make sure that they leave with the opportunity to play in the NFL, but also if that's not in the offing, a chance to use a college education uh, to lead to a great life. So I I think that's a selling point as well, even though it comes, uh, you know, that's really not what you want to be known for. You want to be known for better athletically and then throw in the academics. But in this case, I think Rutgers is going to sell both for sure.
0: Johnny, do you think uh, it's a, it's a big, um, uh, you know, commercially, do you think this is something, what about a blowout? That's my concern here, John, is that, that that's, yeah. that's not a good look.
2: No. And listen, who's to say it wasn't going to be a blowout. If Rutgers and Wake Forest, you know, suited up one week after Rutgers season ended originally. Mm -hmm. I mean, Wake Forest, as you mentioned, is a good team. They've, uh, they've had a good season. And so, you know, I I think it was going to be a a tall task to beat them when they were running on all cylinders uh, down on the banks. And now to have taken a month or so off and expect them to uh, ramp it all up in a week is really, really asking a bit much. I think the question might be, you know, more so what, how does Wake Forest want to want to go about this game? I mean, the chances are they could probably name their number as, as far as scoring because their offense is very good yeah. and Rutgers, as we've chronicled, really didn't stop too many people this year. It's, it's going to be whether Wake Forest is going to want to embarrass someone or if they're just going to you know, settle for a 40, you know, put up 40 points or so. I I don't know.
1: I don't know that Rutgers is going to give up 80, John. I think that Wake Forest is going to play and there's a good chance they could win the game 45 to seven or even 56 to seven guys. Listen, I I don't think Dave Clawson is going to suddenly call off the dogs, nor is he looking to rub it in Rutgers face. But to your point, That's where there's an issue. If Wake Forest goes down there and says, oh, we got this. These guys haven't prepped. They're five and seven. They can't move the ball. They can't score. They can't stop people. Uh, They don't have some of their key players. Then they're in trouble if they're down there for a vacation. But if they go down there and play it straight, and I think they will, then the advantage to Wake Forest. Look, they're 13. They want to set. Uh, they want to have one of their best They're having one of their best years ever. Clawson's gone to six straight bowls. He's going he's to gonna want to play hard. I don't know that he's interested in a blowout. I don't know that it will happen. But I, I don't know that he necessarily calls off the dogs unless it's uh-huh. absolutely embarrassing. And I don't know that it'll get to that point. I just don't see Rutgers having an answer for what Wake Forest led. And the other thing, when it applies to a blowout, by the way, tell me three years ago, who can you tell me you got killed in a bowl game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. So it's not embarrassing. Yeah, Yeah, it's one day embarrassment, right? National TV, they show weight. Let's just say it happens. Let's say it's a 63 nothing game. Mm -hmm. And so they'll show highlights up and down, Wake Forest scoring. And yeah, they win. And all right. And there's some headlines. It's not going to matter. Like I said, if Shiano gets him to a bowl next year and the year after, he's going to say, we went to three straight bowls. And nobody's going to say, yeah, but coach, you got blown out. And it was only because. Somebody dropped out, and because you had a good academic record, three straight balls, thats all he's going to say. Yeah, sell. and you know, it also
0: becomes a con- conference thing too, guys. You know, you like the Big Ten versus the ACC. There's always that comparison, and I, you know, I think the Big Ten's a better conference, uh, certainly in football. You may you can argue basketball, of course, but but in, in football, they are. And ACC folks may argue that, and uh, and you know, so there's always that comparison. Uh, but in the end of the day, I mean, they've got Wake Forest has a very good quarterback. San Hartman is very good, you know, 36 TDs, you know, uh, uh, over 3000, well over 3000 yards passing. He can run to um, and he's experienced, you know, cause you'd hope that Rutgers can pull off one of those games, which they've done a few times with Shiano already, where they get like five or six turnovers. You know they're an opportunistic team in that way, and and you know that happens if uh, if Wake Forest is in a giving mood and they just start making mistakes, that's always a possibility. A game like that would be interesting to see. Certainly, as a Rutgers fan, you'd hope for that, but I, I you know, they'd have to definitely win the turnover battle, get a few gifts their way, and then just Bedril somehow. You know, Bedril just you know having a solid game, which he can do. You know, we we play the whole field general thing with him because he's, he's not a dynamic player necessarily. He's not going to throw the ball a mile down the field, but you know, he he's, he's, here's the thing about him. He's been banged up now. He's had a few weeks to rest a bit. So, you know, maybe a healthy vedrel, maybe that offense can do a little something. We'll see who gets on the field. The big thing is who gets on the field with him. You know, I mean, without Bo Melton and all these other play, you know, some other players, Pacheco. I mean, they're going to really have to figure that one out in terms of the skill position end of things. But, uh, but we'll see, and we don't know. I mean, I, I've been, I've go, been go, going over, you know, googling and and going, you know, reading every article I possibly can. You just don't know who's going to be on the field. Um, but obviously, you know, Rutgers did a good job in, in terms of. You know, I guess they, you know, and, and you know, Chiano didn't even get into this. You know, they have to test every player and test them, I imagine, several times, and that's kind of what's going on now with this whole uh, uh, Omicron uh, variant here uh, that's that's sweeping the country. I mean, Matt, like you're now, you know, with the Devils, you're going to the rock and you're tested daily, correct?
1: That is correct. Um, it used to be every three days, but with the outbreak, it's become a daily thing. So,
0: yeah, so you have you to. Know. And you have to, you get what, you get the results in like half an hour or whatever. And then, you know, and then that's, uh, that's how, that's life in sports right now, uh, in general, and in, in, in certainly in professional sports right now, as I'm mean, doing daily tests,
1: right? Yeah, no, no, no questions. As I was driving up here to Prudential Center, I passed uh, a, a, an office for a major healthcare provider in New Jersey, and there was a line around the building for people looking to get tested, so. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's definitely it's definitely part of it. Now, wouldn't that be a kick in the face, though, if like if Rutgers popped like 10 guys COVID positive and right. all that, they were even more short-headed. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And look, right. I, I wish them the best of luck. I just think that both it's hands are behind, yeah. behind behind their back for this one. But I understand why they took it. It's a lot of money. It's exposure. It yeah. goes on the resume. It ends the drought, all that sort of stuff. I think there are reasons from an institution standpoint why it made sense. And listen, players want to play. Now, some of the guys who have declared may not want to take that risk. We see that for other programs, too. You know, their star players opt out of playing in a bowl game. Uh, So some of Rutgers' players may decide to do the same. But I'm sure that Mitchell's excited. You know, he's like, hey, let's go, man. I got a chance to play. And that's what players want to do. Well, clearly. how can they perform? And yeah. and also, I mean, uh, I'm being a wise guy here and I don't mean it, but so if Melton and Pacheco don't play, how did they do with those guys? Like, uh, is there an impact? Yeah, there's a drop-off, but how did they do with those guys? Yeah, you true. Know? Yeah. So <laughs> as, oh. as, as Ralph Kiner was told by Branch Rickey when he was the GM of the Pittsburgh Pirates and Ralph led the National League in home runs and wanted a raise, he said, Ralph, we finished last with you.
2: We'll
0: finish last without you. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I was toying about taking the trip down. I was checking it out. I just needed someone to go with. My brother-in-law originally was like, Hey, let's go. And then he kind of bailed. But then I was like, you know, really thought about it with, uh, you know, uh, with COVID, uh, the, the situation right now with, um, uh, I thought that it wasn't the best idea, but it would have been fun to head down to uh, Jacksonville. It's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be uh, partly sunny, 80 degrees would have been nice to go, you know, get a hotel by the beach and then take a drive out there. I was really thinking about it, but, uh, couldn't get anybody to, uh, to come along. So I'm certainly not going down there alone. Uh, right. but, uh, but uh he, here we go the Gator Bowl the tax slayer Gator Bowl 11 a.m kickoff a nice Get early ready. early start on the 31st and then a bunch of um, bowl games all day um really looking forward to the uh the playoffs too the the uh Alabama Cincinnati and and Georgia and Michigan are on the 31st as well so that'll be a lot of fun and uh, and I'll be staying home and uh, and watching all those games uh having a relaxing uh new year's eve this year rather than uh, you usually run a party in the city but the, the, that's not happening you know that no. got canceled it was originally planned and there was supposed to be 300 people and a great party in the city which I which I run which is just not happening and so uh we'll turn it into a football day there uh, you go for sure so um That'll do it for uh, a special edition of the RU Review. Go RU. They're 14-point uh, dogs in this one. We'll see if they can uh, make a game of it. And uh, that'll do it for uh, this uh, this edition. And uh, check us out on uh, Spotify. And we're on uh, SoundCloud 2 and iTunes and all the places where you find your uh, your podcasts. Uh, Steve Titchener for Matt Lachlan and John McLevy. Uh, we'll catch you next time. We also remember we have the Jersey Hardwood uh, podcast, and we'll get that rolling once games start playing there, which uh, which is going to start in the next few days. All right, so uh, we'll catch you on the Jersey Hardwood podcast. Bye-bye.